1: Thank you for joining us. Today, Pastor Randa reminds us that God desires to do great things in and through us. He made us to glorify Him, and He gave us unlimited potential and gifts to accomplish His plan and purpose for our lives. The Bible tells us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, if only we would trust, believe, and depend on Him. The extraordinary things He has in store for us would become our reality let's stop limiting ourselves. let God have his way. listen in with the Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to take notes. And then the scripture says, I
2: will go out says Samson as before as other as other, as other times and shake myself free but he did not know that the Lord had departed from him uh, judges 16:20. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. And brought him down to Gaza and they bound him with bronze feathers and and he became a grinder in prison. Sin will short circuit the power, your anointing and your potential. In other words, Samson messing with that sinful woman instead of obeying the call of God on his life. You know what he lost? He lost his hair. He lost his strength. The text says he lost the presence of God. The Philistines blinded him. He lost his eyes and he lost his freedom. They put him in prison and put him in chains. In other words, what are you saying? If you don't repent and return to God, you know what sin will do? Sin will entangle you. Sin will take you captive and it will destroy you. It will tangle you. It will take you captive and it will destroy you. Now, all of that was reviewed from last week. You said, what? Yes. Now, let me give you new insights for living for this uh, week, and then we'll be done. What must we as believers do to maximize to our fullest potential all that God desires for us to have? What must we as believers do to maximize to our fullest potential uh, all the things that God desires for us to have? Number one. Even though many Christians love this verse, how many of you like this verse? This is love this verse. It's a powerful verse. It cannot become a reality in our lives until our agenda becomes a kingdom agenda. You can love this verse. You can quote it all day long. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask of faith. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask of faith. And you just quote it and quote that. But listen, let me tell you something. If your agenda is not a kingdom agenda, you just saying words. You you have to immerse your will into his will. And and his agenda, God's agenda has to become your agenda. Uh, Matthew 16 says, your kingdom come, your will be done. And when you do the will of God on earth, you are carrying out a kingdom agenda. Uh, Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When you seek God and live righteously and seek those things that are righteous. Listen, God will take care of the things and the needs of your life like only he can do. You know why want to, you, 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 if you want to be maximized to the fullest. How many of y'all want to see God do something extraordinary through you this year? How many of y'all want to live above the level of mediocrity? How many of you want to soar like an eagle and be all that God has called you to do? Well, here's what you need to consider. Number two, you cannot be maximized by God to your fullest potential until you begin to realize when you are declining spiritually and with the help of God, put the brakes on your spiritual regression. That's real critical. You need to realize when your life Is beginning to decline spiritually, and with the help of God, put the brakes on your spiritual regression. Some folk are declining spiritually and in regression and don't even know it. Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 23 through 24. If you have a Bible, please turn there. Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 23 through 24. It says, but this is what I command them, saying, obey my voice. That's how you keep sharp and keep fresh with God It's by obeying his, obeying his voice. Uh, this is how you keep from declining spiritually, obeying his voice. And I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you. In other words, just do what I tell you to do, that it may go well with you. Verse 24, yet they did not obey or incline their ear but follow the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts. And look what it says, and went backwards and not forwards. They went backwards and not forward. And you know, some people, they're 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. They've been in the church all their life, but they're still going this way. Every step is taking them backwards. And and you know what? They're just as content going this way, you know. And let me ask you a question. Is that you? I mean, here you are now. You're closer to to, to leaving this earth than ever before. And instead of making progression, you're in regression. And if you're not walking with the Lord, you don't even know you're in that kind of condition. So so you can't be maximized until you uh, come to the realization that you're in spiritual regression. You know, how can we maximize and soar like an eagle and uh, and and soar and be all that God is calling us to be? You know what you need to do? Sit before the Lord and allow him to give you spiritual goals, spiritual commitments that will challenge your life spiritually and help you mature and be a more productive uh, Christian. So sit before the Lord and allow him to give you spiritual goals. That will challenge your spiritual life and help you to mature and be more productive for him. You say, well, what's what are some of the spiritual commitments or spiritual goals that I can make this year? Well, let me give you a few for your consideration. Some spiritual goals for your consideration. First, keeping commitments that you make. If you make a commitment, keep the commitment. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you can't do it, let a person know up front you can't do it. Don't lead a person on. Let your yay be yay, and your yes be yes, and your no be no. The worst thing you can do, I will be there, I will meet me here, or I will do this, uh, and you make all these agreements, and you don't hold up to it and don't even think about it, that's called lying. If you can't do something, say, you know what, I, w- I wished I could, but I just can't because of the circumstances, just tell them the truth in love. Uh, keeping commitment, that's a wonderful uh, goal. Uh, another one, investing in the lives of others whose life is better because of your investment in them beside your own children and hopefully your children. But I'm talking about besides your family, who else is better? Who else are you investing in? Investing in life's other. Another one, uh, a reduction of pleasure, entertainment and technology to spend more time in prayer and the Bible. That's a wonderful goal. Reducing your pleasure, your entertainment and your technology To spend more time in prayer and the Bible. What a wonderful goal. You're talking about soaring. Listen, you'll do over and above your fondest imagination. Far above your ability to comprehend if you begin to reduce these things. Uh, Another spiritual goal is this. uh, Improving your attendance in church. In Sunday school. We have Sunday school. We'll start next Sunday again. Will you be there? And some of you didn't come all last year, and some of you were, were very good in your attendance, we're in baptism and communion service this evening, and we're going to be praying over single parents, and we're going to be commissioning those who are serving in ministry. Uh, when is the last time you came back in the evening and rejoiced in somebody being baptized and, as well as taking the Lord's Supper? That is a commandment and mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ at six o'clock this evening. So improving your attendance in church. You know, some of you haven't gone four consecutive Sundays to church in a long time. Let me just let me just take a poll to show you what I'm talking about. How many of you in the last two months, let's just say two months, you've been to church four consecutive Sundays? There's some good hands up there. But look, so many of them could not raise your hands. You know what? You go to work five days a week, six days a week. For money? What about the God who gives you the energy to make the money? Why don't y'all say amen? Don't get quiet. It's just the truth. You'll, you'll drag out there in the flood to go to work. And then if it looks like rain, you stay home. Uh, you know what? Uh, what about a spiritual? Another spiritual goal is to be a faithful tither. I mean, you know what? I've been giving God chump change. I buy clothes. I go to the mall. I buy cars. I dress myself. I, I go get massages, I go play golf, I go cruising, I, I, I go to, I take my dog to pet marts, I feed him high-quality food, and I manicure my lung, but God, and all of a sudden you get to, when it comes to God, God hears the leftovers, and then you expect God to do great things through you. God doesn't bless robbers. You see? You see? Y- y'all get quiet. Why not y'all say Amen. You see, what, what, another spiritual goal, giving a better spiritual leadership in the home. In, in other words, being a godly father, a godly mother, being there, praying with your children, laying hands on your children, uh, singing over your children, uh, kissing your children, embracing your children, lavishing them with your love, spiritual love. The love of a father, the love of a mother. I'm not talking about abuse and all these kinds of things. And I'm not talking about molestations and all that kind I'm talking about in a healthy context to the glory of God. To the glory of God. Uh, these things are so needful to the glory of God.
1: As we continue today's message... Isn't it exciting and powerful to know what we can accomplish through our Heavenly Father's plan and purpose? Isn't it reassuring to know that we don't have to, nor should we, rely on our human limits and finite mindsets? Because our omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent Heavenly Father gives us all we need to reach unimaginable heights through His limitless power. Keep listening and keep your Bible pen and paper handy. Another
2: goal is to speak less and listen more. Some folk make a mess because they do more talking than listening. So, you know, this year I'm going to be committed to speaking less and listening more. What about committing to more scripture memory, committing more scriptures to memory? That's another one. Each month we put scriptures up there for you to, to memorize and month go by and you still can't say it. What about having a good attitude from children all the way up to parents? What about being an encourager, being an encourager instead of talking negative, you're going to be an encourager. What about applying the word of God to your own life instead of taking the Bible home and not applying applying the word of God to your life? What about being trustworthy and reliable? Can people count on you or or, or every time they try to count on you, do you drop the ball? What about submitting to someone else's authority? We live in an age now and a day where people resent and they hate authority. But all of us are under someone's authority. Huh? I mean, you got authority in the home, parental authority. You have school authority. You have principals. You have teachers. You have authority. You have, you have the law uh, in the laws of the land, authority. You have the authority in the government. If you go to jail, there's authority there. You know, you got authority in jail. They tell you when to eat, when they're on time out. They, when they shower, when they do everything, you're under authority. You go to the military, you're under authority. You know, so if you don't like authority, you're going to have a hard road to cut. You know, people don't want people telling them what to do. They want to be footloose and fancy free. But you listen, you need to be willing to submit to authority, the right kind of authority. Then another, another goal is to refuse to lie, grumble, gossip, or be negative. Refuse to lie, grumble, gossip, or be negative. That's a wonderful. You know what? I'm not going to grumble. I'm not going to gossip. And I'm not. I'm going to ask God to deliver me from a spirit of negativity. You know? Every time I think about saying something negative to my husband, I'm going to turn that negative into a positive. And likewise, a wife to the husband, and husband to the wives, and even to the children, and children to the parents. What about being a peacemaker? I mean, if you hear something that's not right, you challenge folk thinking. Don't let folk get away from you, uh, uh, get away with speaking foolishly and you hearing it, knowing it's wrong, but you don't say anything for the sake of that relationship. If you can't speak the truth in love and you're scared to say it because you figure that the dynamics of that relationship is going to change, well, something is already wrong with it anyhow, you can't help folk by letting them get away with foolish talk. You, you need to really put out fire. You need to be peacemakers and not be so close to people that you can't tell them when they're wrong. You know, another thing you need to commit to is to laugh again. Say laugh again. Some of y'all need a good belly laugh. You just laugh. Some of y'all, you look at all the stuff going on and it's a lot of stuff to make you cry. Believe me, it's a lot of stuff that put you in depression. But you know what? The word of God is sweet. And do you realize laughter is medicine to the soul, says the scripture? And some of y'all just need a good laugh. Some of y'all so mean you can't even laugh. That's right. Wait a minute. You need to chuckle. Y'all need to laugh at each other. Do you need to just have some fun and loosen up? You're going to give yourself a heart attack and have a stroke. Loosen up. Loosen up. It's a new year. Parents, your kids ought to see you laughing sometime. Husband and wife, you ought to find something funny sometime. I told the church this morning, they got quiet because they love my personal illustration. When it's about me, they get quiet. When I, but when I'm, when, I, when I'm letting y'all have it according to the word, you can't say Amen. So I told the church, uh, the first service, I said, you know, I need to—I uh, had to repent. And they got quiet. I said, ooh, Pastor, repent. Yeah, I repent all the time. I repent more times than you think. As a matter of fact, uh, I repent every day. I want to keep short accounts with God. I don't want to get in trouble with God because I don't like his whoopings. Now, if you like his whoopings, you go on and not repent. But I believe in repenting, and I believe in repenting real fast. You know, what's... <laughs> What's that here? I go give my my memory. What's that lady? She's big and she she's a he she, Maudia. Ma I saw some Maudia, and I laughed, and I laughed at Maudia. That that she, that he she was funny, but then I had to repent. I said, what am I laughing at? I'm laughing at a man who's looking like a woman. He's dressing like a woman with big boobs, big rear end, and, uh, and chuckling. Now, sometimes you can laugh at the wrong thing. Now, wait a minute. Don't, don't look at you. I said, oh, pastor, you need to repent. Well, i already repented. <laughs> I just need you to do some repenting, too. How many of y'all have seen Madea before? Look at all those hands. How many of y'all laughed at Medea? Look at all the hands. You need to repent too. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? Being a transvestite, dressing like women, why does he have to look like a woman to make you laugh? Hmm? Is he trying to desensitize you to that whole movement? And so you begin to laugh at that so long until when you begin to look at it in real life, you've been softened and dumbed down to it. And you don't even know you've been had. You understand what I'm saying? He could be just as funny being a man. Or if you want a real Medea, get a woman who is a woman being a Medea. Okay, look how quiet a got there. He said, Oh, he just shot me down. <laughs> oh, every, I hope you be, I hope God convict you every time you try to pick my deal up. I'm just telling you how Satan works. How Satan works. Now, if your child came in dressed like that, would you laugh? Oh, 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 okay. Uh oh, I didn't say that this morning, but did, would you laugh? Uh-oh, uh, Would you laugh? Huh? Oh, boy, what are you looking at? What's wrong with you? You're a man. Huh? But it comes on the screen and you go pay to see it and you say, ha, ha, ha. It's getting quiet because that's conviction. We need to be careful what we laugh at. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about laughing at anything. I'm talking about those things that are healthy, clean jokes, clean fun, silly stuff, or, or sometimes just being crazy. That's fine. But y'all not be laughing at things that break the heart of God. Look how quiet is, y'all. Amen. Amen. Come on. I, I mean, y'all gonna get me. You're gonna get up off this. Amen? Amen. Okay. Another one is servanthood. Y'all say, oh, God, yeah, so you get off. I can't wait till you stop. I'm not gonna stop till I'm through. Servanthood. Say, servanthood. servanthood. Now, what's the root word in servanthood? Servant. Servan. And a servant is one who what? From servanthood, you get servant, a servant. The root word of servant is serve. A servant is one who serves. You know, we got ministry fair going on right now around all these. We got tables. I don't know how many tables, table representatives. When you leave out here today, you'll be able to sign up. We got a bunch of tables all down the building, 47,000 square feet of facility building, Tables and table and ministry representatives, ministry representatives at every table. Let me ask you, are you in one ministry? And if you're not in one, why? You may tell me God brought you from 2010 to 2011 to do nothing for Him? Is that why He brought you here? Or to do more for Him? Huh? You, no, don't the church. You know what people do? They hop around and they just see, before, before I join this church, it has to be, I got to make sure that they got a good nursery. I got to make sure the choir can sing. I got to make sure they got ample parking. I want to make sure the preacher can sing. I want to make sure, you know, you call all these lists and then I'll join the church. It's all, that's a me mentality. It's not what the church can do for you, my friend, but it's what you could do for the Lord. The Lord died for you. The Lord shed his blood for you. And the issue is not what can he do for you. The real issue is what he's already done for you more than you deserve. The real issue now is what can you do for him in response to what he's already done for you? Huh? Servanthood. So which ministry are you going to sign up today for? Huh? You see the tables. You can't miss them unless you try to miss them. Okay, those are spiritual goals. Only a life that is totally yielded and surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ will rise up to his God-given potential. Only a life that is totally surrendered, yielded and surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ will rise up to his God's given potential. Isaiah 6, 8 says, uh, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. You see, when you surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, you say, Lord, here I am, send me. Acts 9, 6a says, so he, Saul, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And what a question we ought to be asking today. Lord, what do you want me to do for you this year? This year, this year. You know what? If you're going to soar for the Lord, walking, communing and having an intimate relationship and fellowship with God will result in unlimited kingdom possibilities. Walking, communing and having an intimate relationship and fellowship with God will result in unlimited kingdom possibilities. Genesis 524 says, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Hebrews 11.5 says by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. In other words, Enoch's communion with God was so rich, so deep until God enjoyed his relationship with that man of God so much until he did not permit Enoch to experience death. But Enoch was translated and walked right on up to heaven because of a deep, abiding, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, when you walk close to God and when you hear his word and obey his word, your eyes haven't seen and your ears haven't heard the great things God has in store for you as you begin to commune and fellowship with him. Number six, listen, allowing the Holy Spirit to fill and control every aspect of our lives will enable us to see the power of God put on display through us and the divine favor from God upon us. If you want to see God use you to the fullest of your potential, then yield every aspect of your body, inner man as well as the outer man to the glory of God. Ephesians 5:18b says, "But be filled with the spirit of God." If you're going to be greatly used of God, listen. Dream God-sized dreams. Did you hear what? Repeat after me. Dream God size dreams in Genesis 37:19. The scripture says, Then they said to one another, Look, the dreamer is coming. Ooh, that's an account of Joseph. And Joseph was given dreams by God, but those brothers were of this man in his dreams, and they saw him coming at a distance, and they plotted and conspired to kill him. To kill him. And they said, oh, that here comes the dreamer. Now, they were they were mocking him in a sense. But you know what? What an appropriate title for all of us.
1: God does not want nor did he create us to live limited lives. We should never underestimate our potential or the power of God within us. He gives us everything we need to grow in and through him. As Pastor Rander shared with us today, we grow through the Word of God, through prayer, through a teachable spirit, through assembling with other believers to learn sound doctrine, and through difficult circumstances. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas.